It's rough. I'm not a morning person. No one understands this about me. <laughs> I never used to be a morning person. I'm more of a morning person now mm-hmm. after I had worked those 4 a.m. shifts. Yeah. But I'm still, I would not still, I would still not consider myself a morning person because I would rather sleep the fuck in. But I'm not mm-hmm. a crabby asshole in the morning anymore at least. So there's that. Well, that's good. The hard part is, like, I want to sleep in, but I also want to be awake because I like being productive, generally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. I, that, I like that makes endorphins. sense. Like, yeah. And I, I get a lot done if I wake up early in the morning, whereas mm-hmm. if I, like, get up late, like, I'm like, oh, well, I've already wasted my days. My as will waste the rest of it, whatever. Yeah, pretty much. My my brain's fucking dumb, though. It's like, oh, well, it's already wasted. It's like, dude, it's only 10. Well, <laughs> nope, the day is wasted. Nope, it's wasted. All the prime hours are gone. Yep. Never to be returned. Right? It's all like, nope, those those three hours were crucial, and now you're just not doing dick for the rest of the, the day. Oh, man. I bet ancient humans, like, slept through the afternoon. I think about that sometimes. I'm like... Man, maybe it would be nice to be an ancient human. All you had to do was, you know, eat food and bang some rocks together. Right. Take well, naps. they didn't sleep all night either. Um, yeah. From what I... I can't remember where I heard it, but some discovery show at some point in my life, I Ooh. do believe, they were saying how um, they would sleep for like five or so hours and then they'd be up for a couple hours in the middle of the night to like move around and get some stuff done it just to like raise their body temperature back up and then they'd go back to sleep for a few hours you know what i like it i like that idea Not gonna well lie. i don't because if i only if i sleep for like four hours that's too long I, ha- I can sleep for two hours and then wake up and be fine mm-hmm. but if i sleep like three or four hours i wake up and it's not enough <laughs> <laughs> But you're going to go back to sleep. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that would help being like, yeah, okay. And yeah. two hours I'm going back to bed. Yeah. Instead See? I'm just like, I'm so tired. <laughs> they would have been dead really fast in ancient human times. Right. Yes. All right. Well, I'm ready whenever you are. Okay. Let's get to it, I guess. Okay, how many takes is this going to take? Right. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, I I was thinking about that. I've been thinking about that since fucking Wednesday. The fact it took me three freaking takes (laughs) to not sound like a stupid asshole. No, it was great. I loved it. (laughs) Nah, man, that was bad. No, no, no. You're good. You're completely good. Oh, I I made a mistake and I grabbed a pen with a clicker and I'm just like, click, 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 click. Oh, no. I know, I gotta set it down. Yeah, put that away. Yeah. (laughs) I keep wondering if I could, like, crochet and do this at the same time, but then I'm like, no, no, there's no way that you can, like, conversate if that's a fucking word. (laughs) Right? It would keep your hands busy, but then you'd be like, well, one stitch, two Two stitches. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, man, I'm fucking up. <laughs> All right. Shit. Okay. We can do this. Yes, we can. We can we do this. It. Unless I keep laughing to myself thinking about <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> oh, 
good. No, no, no. We can do this. We got Not this. this. We're we professionals. Got yeah, we are. Yeah. Hot damn. <laughs> we are on freaking episode 10. We've got this shit, right? Oh, God, episode right. 10. All right, let's do this. Okay. Welcome to the Awkward Introvert's Guide to the Apocalypse. The podcast where we talk about crocheting and how stupid we feel about ourselves as a sound check. <laughs> I'm Zombie Tia. I'm Josephine Really. And in today's episode, we are kicking it way back. Well, not really. We're kind of going in the future. But in yeah. Fallout lore, we're kicking it way back to 2076. Because we're talking about the origin story of the Brotherhood of Steel. Oh, the Brotherhood of Steel. Done, done, done. That's how I feel about them. That's fair. That's very fair. Because you've mostly dealt with them in four. So. Yeah, yeah and New Vegas. And yeah, and New Vegas. So, they've, they've had a bad taste in my mouth. But mm-hmm. I went into this research open-minded because I truly believed that... Maybe their beginnings were more humble than what I'd seen in the wasteland and in the Mojave Desert, so... Yeah. In number three, they're not so bad. They're still kind of buttholes, but they're not so bad. And they're helpful, so... Well, that's good. There's so many... After... Because I looked in to see how many, like, chapters there were, and there's a lot. So I'm I'm trying to be more open-minded... Just mm-hmm. because a couple of their chapters made me want to punch them all in the face. That maybe their other chapters were better. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so, like, screw the Mojave chapter. Hate exactly. them. <laughs> yeah, no, those guys are jerks. Like, and... screw whichever chapter is in Fallout 4. <laughs> Hate them even more. <laughs> but just... the other ones, then I'll give them a chance. Yeah. Man, I'll never get over a... Little baby Maxon, he grew into that jerk. And it's like, <laughs> you had everything. You were given everything. I raised you better. I feel like I've made this joke before. but <laughs> You spoiled him. You spoiled him too much. Oh, man. I ruined it all. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm the reason that he's an asshole. I didn't mother him right. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. My bad. <laughs> Alright, but as you said, we are kicking it back to 2076. That is when a military team under the command of Colonel Robert Spindell and Captain Roger Maxon, yes, that Maxon. The first Maxon. The very first Maxon. They were brought on to guard a division of the West Tech who are working on the FEV, or Forced Evolutionary Virus Project. So, they stuck around for that. And then eventually, in 2077, January to be specific, all the research was moved to the Mariposa military base, and that's when they began testing on human subjects. But the thing is, that military team, they did not know that. At all. It took That blows them, my mind. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It took from January to October. So nine months later, that's when they finally discovered the truth of the tests. And that's that it was being tested on military prisoners so yeah it blows my mind it took nine months for them to figure that out Ugh, like i i just don't get it i just picture it being loud like yeah. a huge commotion like what whatever kind of soundproofing th- stuff they have i need <laughs> oh my because, god right <laughs> like if it was nine months of people being like like i envision like horribly tortured and i'm yeah. I picture the whole FEV process just being excruciatingly painful. And even if this the procedures are quiet, how do they not notice these military prisoners being brought in and then not ever seeing them, really? Right. And it's, where exactly are they posted in this building? Like, are right. they not allowed to go down to where the scientists are? Right, and like, how many how many people are in this group? Yeah. I, because I there know. has to be people at least manning the outside, even if they're not allowed inside the building. Like, there's at least four sides to this building if it's a square. Yeah. <laughs> if it's 
multifaceted, then they are going to need more guards than that to be fully guarded at all times, unless, you know, they're slacking in that department. I don't, I don't know much about the military, but I feel like, like, teams and troops, they aren't that big, you know? Right. So I don't think they ever get very large, but I could be wrong there. So. Right. But and, think- okay, so if you're we're thinking about, like, that, why is mm-hmm. there not, like, another team? Because wouldn't you want this building under, like, 24-hour surveillance? So you'd want yeah. one team to cover the day and one team to cover the night, where it kind of just sounds like it's this one team doing a, a, the whole thing. Yeah. So either it's a small building or, you know, they have work hours. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Well, here's another thing. Like, how are the scientists dealing with these prisoners on their own? When I think scientist, I don't think, you know, and I'm wrong. In some cases, obviously I'm wrong. But from what I've seen of the scientists in the Fallout universe, they're not great at hand-to-hand combat and stuff like that. And no, so, they, all, they seem to be all brains and no brawn. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, how are they dealing with these prisoners on their own? And what happens yeah. if a prisoner manages to get loose and attack them? Right. Because in none of this research does it talk about having, like, guards in the building ever. Mm-hmm. Like, you you um, see, like, clashes with the scientists, and that's it. Like, yeah. no other mili- military personnel. And so, yeah. I feel like just from what we are learning about this, that there's mm-hmm. no, like, guards inside. Yeah. Or if there are, they're not allowed wherever these experiments are actually taking place. Which is so strange. Like, right? You'd think that you would want to have the guards on your side if you're running tests like this. Yeah. But, I don't know. Crazy people. Crazy times. So. <laughs> <laughs> 2076 is going to be a wild ride, guys. <laughs> Oh man, 27-7? Even wilder. Even wilder than 2020 is right now, I bet. So. <laughs> oh god, we've got 57 years to prepare, guys. Let's get ready. Oh god, I feel like this year is helping us prepare. Oh god. <laughs> well, you know, if we're anything like we have been in the past, we're just, we're learning all these things just to forget about them in like 10 years, so. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's my feelings and I'm sticking to it. Man. I don't know if I ever told you about my volcano dream going off topic uh-uh. here. Yeah, I dreamt <laughs> yeah. that the Yellowstone volcano blew up, and I was uh-huh. just like, fuck it, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> oh, God. Don't say that. That's what's going to happen this year. It's going to be deja vu for you. You're just yeah. going to be like, well, fucking well, knew it. <laughs> I Yeah, my dream told me, and it also told me that I wouldn't care, and here I am, I don't. <laughs> so... <laughs> That got dark real fast. (laughs) Let's move on to not my darkness, but something else's darkness. Yeah, let's talk about, you know, the events between October 10th and October 27th. Yeah. So when they found out about the tests, Colonel Spindell had a nervous breakdown and he locked himself in his office. You know, like you do when you're the leader. Right, I mean, you I know. I can't really blame him, but... I was gonna say, I, I, I felt that. <laughs> yeah. So, Maxon took charge of the situation. The soldiers were screaming for blood, like, everyone was pissed about this stuff. Things were on the brink of anarchy. And then a couple days later, Maxon stopped one of his men from killing a member of the science team. He was hoping to prevent a mutiny. So the day after, the chief researcher, Robert Anderson, was brought to him. Anderson told him everything had been sanctioned by the government, told him he was just following orders, and Maxon shot him in response. Which... Dun, dun, dun. I, yeah. I'm, I need to stop doing that. No, I like episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize right now. It's just kind of a habit. There's like... So- yeah, no, guys, I'm the worst. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're perfect. You're great. You're adding a sense of, um, oh, what's a word? Drama to this. There we go. It's like a radio play, I bet. <laughs> right? I just need, we need, um, uh, the background, like, noises to just input in this stuff. Oh, but no, yeah. we can't do that because I would just be inserting, like, kazoo noises and stuff. And you'd be oh like, what the hell God. is this even becoming? <laughs> 
the kazoo noises represent the turmoil of the times. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, this is why I'm never allowed to, like, creatively make anything whatsoever. This is as good <laughs> as it gets. <laughs> um, I'm like, here, let's throw some shit out of the wall and keep whatever sticks. I'm as bad as vault it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Well, a, l- sure. a little less, you know, rapey and stuff. So, oh, uh, yeah, good. that's good. Yeah, don't be that. <laughs> right, exactly. Never be that. Never. Okay, be that. but anyways, anyway. how do you feel? Since we're talking about this now, mm-hmm. how do you feel about Maxon's reaction to I... shooting Robert Anderson? I find it fair. Like, yeah, obviously things were so horrifying that that felt correct, and. I don't care if the government told you to do something. I don't. You don't yeah. have to listen to the government, kids. Don't put me on a list, please, FBI guy who <laughs> probably listens to me. But no, if the government tells you to do something that is morally wrong, you don't have to do it. I mean, I think there's even, like, a law about that. Probably. There probably is. And if there's not, there fucking should be. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I know... Our government's fucked up. But the government of Fallout's even more fucked up. And it's like, yeah, don't try to use that excuse. Maxinate right. having it, so. Yeah. <laughs> My thing about this encounter is I don't know whether that was, like, his intention or not. Mm-hmm. Like, if he, if it, you know, that was his plan from the get-go to, like, get as much information and then shoot him. You know, if that was in the back of his, his mind the whole time, then, okay, like a little drastic but i i get it but if it was like a split second decision where he was just so horrified that that was his instinct Mm -hmm. then i'm just like oh you're a little bit trigger happy my friend (laughs) (laughs) like i i can't say i understand because they don't go into detail about Mm -hmm. how horrible these experiments were but the fact that you know the colonel went insane Mm -hmm. like that that kind of tells you the gravity of the situation. So I I don't fault him on that, but mm-hmm. having someone's split second decision to shoot someone in the face, I don't I don't know if I can get behind that one hundred percent. That's fair. I can understand that. I I'm not gonna lie. I don't know why, but I am like a hundred percent behind this Maxon. I just feel like he's a good guy. I don't know. Listen, Bethesda, I know I speak to you every time, and I know you don't listen, but, you know, you guys should write some books. These times. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> Give me all these secrets. All of the secrets. Yeah, please tell me everything. I want all to know backstory. his favorite color. I want to know what his childhood was like. <laughs> In chronological order, please. In, yes, exactly. Not flashback version, because that shit gets confusing after a while. Oh my god, right? Yeah. I'm not here for that. (laughs) (laughs) So, him shooting that scientist established him as the leader of the rebellion. As it should have. As it should have. And it was further solidified when he attempted to speak to... Oh my gosh. All these S's are getting me. (laughs) Further solidified when he attempted to speak to Spindel... I did it. Through the door. (laughs) <laughs> so Maxon and his men had to break down the door because Spindel was obviously not in his right mind. He had been just crazy for days having this breakdown. Because, yeah, this is on the 15th. So this is mm. five days after his initial mental breakdown. Exactly. But when they broke down the door, all they got was him being like, sorry, and then shooting himself. So, which had to be rough. Like... Imagine. Oh no, that's definitely traumatic, like, for both parties involved. Yeah. Like, if he felt that was the only escape from whatever horrors he had the knowledge of, then mm-hmm. that's terrifying and heartbreaking. I but know. also witnessing that is heartbreaking <sighs> and traumatic. Yeah, and so I'm really proud of this, Max, and keeping it together, keeping people together, doing good things yeah in the wake of all this horror like this is okay i have not gone into any research past when 
the original Fallout mm-hmm. takes place. So I don't know all about all the Maxons, just what's covered between, or and I wouldn't say everything, but mm-hmm. a lot from 2076 on to, you know, 2161. Mm-hmm. But this is the only Maxon so far where I can be like, he was okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if I would call him good guy Maxon because he, he still had some. <laughs> well, yeah, he had some, not only that, but some of his ideologies, there we go, are a little, eh, yeah. but like, I feel like his heart was in the, a better place. Mm-hmm. And he was actually trying to help humanity, so I can't fault him mm-hmm. completely for it. So he was okay. <laughs> He's an okay guy. An alright person. <laughs> right? So, after the interrogations with the scientists, everything like ended in execution. Aaron Shellman was the last one, and he was finally able to convince Maxim that the experiments had been government-ordered. So, yay, I guess. I mean, still doesn't matter. Still shouldn't have been doing the experiments. Right. Like, I I don't know. It's just, it's so crazy to me how, how all the scientists in this series seem to act. Right? Like, they're all just kind of heartless. <laughs> they really are. Like, they're I'm just trying, I can't think of one scientist that I can get behind currently. Right. Well, I guess uh, James from number three was technically a scientist. He's your well, dad, and he's amazing. Shit. I can't think of what his name is, but one of the companions in New Vegas, he was kind of a butthole. But arcade? <laughs> yeah, he was I a love bad. arcade. He's so like, sassy. That's why I said he's kind of a butthole. I didn't mean it in like a bad way. It's it's but... the lovable kind of butthole. Yeah, that's why he was a butthole and not an asshole. Exactly. He's just kind of a butthole. Butthole is a term of endearment. Asshole is not. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But yeah, a lot of them are definitely chaotic evil, in my opinion. Yeah, there's a lot of chaotic evil going on in the Fallout universe. Yeah, they just kind of, and I don't know, they're probably not chaotic evil because they're not taking, they're not making their own decisions ever. They're just like, oh, this is what you want us to do? Okay, sounds good. It's like, no, that's not okay, and that does not sound good. What are you talking about? Are you more like neutral evil then? Yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah. I just between these scientists and like the Vault Tech scientists, it's just what were these science schools teaching these people? Right? And I wonder if these scientists and the vault Tech scientists are basically under the same umbrella organization. Ooh, because that's... they have the same, like, ideals, and they are doing similar experiments on people. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of feel that they're one and the same, honestly. Yeah. That's a fair feeling. I need to stop saying that. I need to stop saying fair. I don't know why <laughs> I say it so much. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I understand what you're trying to say. <laughs> so, my, my message to you is being conveyed clearly. It's clearly. It's coming to me crystal clear across the universe. <laughs> right. No static on this radio. Nah, man. Everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> so on October 20th, the group made an announcement um, declaring their succession. Secession? Secession, Yes. Man, I don't know what it is it is with S words today. That's all right. You just want to have a little bit of a lisp. It's, it's endearing. Thank you. I'm glad it's endearing. Yeah. My issues. Oh, girl. You know, so, you know I love you, and I will listen to your issues all day. It's fine. Thanks. <laughs> so they declared their secession from the United States. They wanted the government to respond to the situation at Mariposa, but they never got a response. And so Maxon ordered the families of the people under his command to come and shelter in the facility, which, oh my god, genius moment, am I right? Yeah, like, he could not have made a better decision, honestly. Yeah, Yeah, he was like absolutely galaxy brain on that, just being like, hey, everyone needs to come shelter here. I have a bad feeling something's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, and boy, if, did it. Boy, howdy. 
did it ever. I almost said boy howdy, and I was like, no, don't do it. And I'm so glad you did. <laughs> I'm here to, you know, give you these gifts. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, it's great that he did that, because as we all know, October 23rd, the day of the Great War. So, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I was like, don't do it, don't do it, and then it just... You had to it. do it. I, mean, I had to do it. It's the Great War we're talking about. Dramatic effect. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so the facility lost contact with the outside world when the bombs fell. Those in the base were protected from the devastation. But they were afraid China would realize they had been unharmed. And so on October 24th, Maxson ordered them to vacate the base. Yeah, these home skillets didn't even get ghoulified. I know. So, what, what the hell were these walls made out of? Like, they didn't hear what was happening inside, and then no, like, nuclear radiation. Jeez. I'm telling you, I need this soundproof system. Man, <laughs> if we had this soundproof system, we wouldn't be re-recording this episode right now. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. <laughs> well, you know what? Okay, we're on episode 10. We've on- This is only the second one we've had to re-record due to background issues and stuff yeah. or yeah. the only one we're like yeah that's too many issues that's too much barking <laughs> sorry it's guys. too much going on in the background this it's time chaotic and it's not great but we're trying to do better we are doing better we are, we are doing, doing better fantastic we're on episode 10 who knew we yes, would have got this are. far so uh, yeah right <laughs> We've been doing this for, like, six months now. Oh, my God. Yeah, because we were snowballing ideas, like, the end of December, and now we're the middle of June. I hadn't even realized we've been doing this for a half a damn year. I know. Happy half birthday to us. Yay. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, back to the story at hand. So... They didn't leave immediately on October 24th. They were basically just getting ready. On the 25th, Sergeant Blattner took readings outside the base, and he reported that there wasn't significant amounts of radiation. And that's when they started, like, fully preparing for the exodus. The 26th, they buried the remains of the scientists, which, that's very nice of them, I think. They could have just left them there, but they buried them. Yeah, so that was decent, like... You know, mass murdering them was not the greatest option, but at least they didn't, you know, just leave them there to rot. Yeah. So. They buried them. That was nice. Yay. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) And then on October 27th, they left and headed for the Lost Hills government bunker. Now. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta stop. Oh my god, I can't stop. You're cursed. Let's You've turn been cursed. This episode into a drinking game, shall we? Yeah, every time she says dun dun Only dun, you're take legal. a shot. Yeah. We do not condone underage drinking. No. You let your brain develop, please. Thanks. Right. Everyone like under the age of 21 is just like, "Ah, shut up. You guys can't <laughs> tell us what to do." Listen you don't know here. our life. Listen here. We're, we're old, but we're not that old. We're old, but we're not that old. <laughs> we remember what it was like being a teenager. Oh, man, I wish I remembered what it was like to not have my back hurt, though. That'd be nice. God, right? Or the knees that make weird noises. My ankles make, like, a sound like there's gravel inside of them. Right. And it's like, at what point do you go to a doctor for these things? Just kidding. We live in the United States. You don't go to the doctor. So (laughs) I feel like I'm really dragging the government in this episode. (laughs) And I'm going to be put on a list soon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I've had some pretty intense um, phone conversations. So if I'm not on a list by this point, then I will be surprised. Because yeah. I have said some very, very angry things. <laughs> That's my FBI yeah. agent's probably bored most of the time and has popcorn part of it, so it's fine. Your FBI agent is just like listen to these two bitches rant and laugh and not be able to pronounce s's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
It's it's the same conversations they listen to when we're just on the phone having regular conversations. So it's, it, it's the same. I even, it's one and the same. I haven't even I haven't even had to make my little noise that gets rid of tongue tie yet. So we're doing great. <laughs> right. Oh, well, uh, we got this. But okay, so. They left and they found the Lost Hills and they suffered a lot of casualties, including Maxon's wife. Poor Maxon. But he, prote- I, I'm not, I'm unclear. I don't re- remember and I didn't make note of it. Mm-hmm. Like he had at least one child, which was his son, Roger Maxon II. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he had any other children, but they weren't, well, they might have been mentioned, but they didn't die, just his wife. Mm-hmm. So not only, like, has this dude had a couple of shitty weeks, but then, you know, dies. yeah, he loses his wife and he's dragging his kid across the wasteland or like probably not a wasteland quite at that point or not the wasteland as we know it. Mm. But yeah, if any of you uh, parents have had road trips, you can imagine how well this was going. Oh my god, don't, don't <laughs> talk to me about road trips right now. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry, that's still an open wound. <laughs> it's still too fresh, that 24-hour car drive. Oh god, I'm too sorry. Too fresh. Too fresh like, in I, my mind. Like, I am still so down to go on a road trip, but I don't want to take my horde of children with me. <laughs> okay, they were really good okay. for the first 20 hours, but those yes. last four hours were those really rough. Those last four hours is what gets to you. It's always like the last few hours of the trip that it's just like, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was all like, we're almost there, guys. We're almost there. Like, it's the middle of the day, it. so we're not stopping now. Nope. <laughs> Alright, back to the story. Right there. <laughs> um, also... Dennis Allen wanted to go to the West Tech Research Facility and look for technology there. And they were never heard from again. Spooky ghost noises. I don't know what that was. You do (laughs) eventually find them as the vault dweller. They're all dead, obviously. (laughs) I love that. They're all dead. (laughs) Obviously. Right. But, yeah. Later on, after, you know, things have kind of settled, Maxson declared that the U.S. had failed to protect its citizens and serve them before the war. He said that they must form a brotherhood of still so as to preserve civilization. Yeah, exactly like that. You know, in that tone, everything. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And you know what? That wasn't so bad because at first they were pretty focused on helping survivors. Yeah. Then that changed when... It was starting to be realized that humanity was starting to lose its knowledge. Like, they were afraid of losing, like, tech. Uh, yeah. Things like that, you know. Yeah, they, they started being so focused on the fact that so much technology had been lost in a single day mm-hmm. that they just kind of started hoarding it. Yeah. And that's where it falls apart for me. Because I think that they should have remained focused on humanity surviving rather than humanity preserving. Right. So, and also, they take this tech, all right, and they hoard it for themselves. And it's like, okay, but who made you king of the mountain that you get to wear all the power suits and you get these guns and stuff? Yeah. Like, why, how are you any better than anyone else? Because in their heads other people are going to misuse it. Yeah. And, yeah, I can see that. I mean, I wouldn't be so down with raiders having power armor, and I haven't been so down with raiders having power armor. (laughs) So, but, you know, I just don't think that the Brotherhood should get to tell people what to do. Yeah, yeah, and and that's a big contributing factor to why I'm just not into the BOS, because... Yeah, they're just, like, later on, because right now we're still in 2077, mm-hmm. and, like, their intentions are good, they want to preserve technology, I get it, mm-hmm. they want to help people who have been affected by this horrible disaster, I also get, I, I also get that, you know, mm-hmm. like, they start another faction in the Appalachian Mountains, mm-hmm. 
and that gets wiped out within a few years by 2095 that's gone that's they, insane they had a rough like almost 20 years yeah i don't know much about 76's lore because i haven't ventured into it yet same but, yeah <laughs> i but yeah the the bits i have gathered from mm-hmm. it they were they were having a rough go <laughs> yeah I can imagine. I look at, like, some of the creature designs for 76, and I'm just like, damn. (laughs) So, (laughs) one day I'll play it. One day. But for now, nah. Right. I'd rather play one and two first. Yeah. So. Yes, guys. That's my dirty secret. I haven't played one and two yet. Only done walkthroughs. <laughs> oh but, goodness. goodness! But where okay, where they really fall apart for me mm-hmm. is in twenty one thirty five. Roger Maxon dies of cancer, and he is replaced by his son Roger Maxon the second. Yeah, and I kind of just want to call him Little Maxon, which is horrible. Yeah. it's a bad nickname, but like but he acts cute. like such a freaking child to me that I'm just like, dude, you are now Little Max. <laughs> yeah. I, that's where it falls apart to me, too. Because Max and he wanted the Brotherhood to be open. He wanted people to come to their ranks. You know, he wanted to help people. But his own son and many members, they didn't agree with that. I mean, they wouldn't openly oppose him, but yeah, yeah. Once he died and his son took his place, it just started to become isolation for them. Yeah, because within people. about five years, they stop admitting outsiders. Mm-hmm. Like, all together. Yeah, which... Uh, you cannot do that as a group. If you want your group to continue through the ages, you can't do that. It's just not possible. Yeah. Like, give yourself a few... Maybe, like, a hundred years at best. I don't know. I'm bad at estimating things, but... <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it's touched on in New Vegas, and, yeah. At some point, they obviously do start opening up to other people, because in number four, they had people joining ranks, but... Yeah. It's just, but, like... like, at this time, it's 2141, and Fallout 4 takes place in 2287. Yeah. So, that's... That is a big, big difference. Yeah, that's almost 150 years not quite but almost Mm. 150 years yeah and that's a long time for you to be real closed off and it it poses the same problems that i had with vault 75 Mm -hmm. where i worry about the gene pool yeah so and i know that they start factions like like i like i said i haven't like dived deep into this because we decided to split up the brotherhood of still lore into multiple multiple episodes because there's so freaking much of it oh, man, is there so, so i haven't much? dived into it yet but it is planned for future episodes when they'll mm-hmm. be i don't know <laughs> but, <laughs> who knows right who they'll knows happen we'll when get, they happen yeah it'll happen it might be like five episodes from now it might be 105 episodes from now hey guys remember clear back on the 10th episode when we talked about the brotherhood of steel well we're here to talk about them again (laughs) exactly 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 like that too my mature version of me voice i guess (laughs) (laughs) you know because you haven't you don't have your grown-up voice yeah i don't have my grown-up voice yet sorry guys (laughs) (laughs) I listen to my voice when I edit this, and I'm like, I sound like a fucking child. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We've talked about, and I think it was our bonus episode, how I feel about my voice. Yeah. So, yikes. <laughs> yikes. It's yikes. hard. I just want to have a smooth, soothing voice, and here I am with my inability to say words and stuttering and... So many things. <laughs> right. Same, though. Same. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah, so yeah. I worry about their genetics, and I mm-hmm. worry about 
all that. But what I was getting to with the whole I haven't gotten into um, future future to this episode lore yet mm-hmm. is that like how all of their factions break off and how they form new factions because that could help because mm-hmm. with like the Appalachian chapter um uh the original Maxon talked to Lizzie's Taggarty over radio and that's how they started that chapter of the Brotherhood of Still mm-hmm so I, I'm curious whether it was, like, something like that or if, like, someone was like, nah, fuck this and, like, went and started their own version of the Brotherhood of Steel. So I'm curious about the lore in that aspect. Yeah. I would imagine that they would have had to, like, start up in different places. And yeah. maybe the lore in Fallout 1 will say. I don't know for sure. but Right. Because we can just, like, divisions in... The Brotherhood is still there's six. Mm-hmm. So and, and we were touching on two in this specific episode. And we've there's two others that we've talked about briefly. Yeah. So that leaves the other two at least. And then they have um locations and um headquarters like all over the damn place. Oh yeah. They so like go a lot those of factions break off and they go and make headquarters in other places. So then maybe their ideals change a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I'm trying to be more open-minded about the Brotherhood of Still, because I I genuinely believe there's probably some good gems in there. You just gotta mm-hmm. dig through all the garbage first. Yeah. I mean, obviously so there's much. some good gems. That's where Veronica comes from. She's a good exactly. kid. A good egg. Yes. So. And I like her, and I hated how they treated her in Fallout oh New Vegas. God. Right. And I'll be excited when we have a companion episode and we talk about her more. Mm-hmm. And how. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I wish, with all my heart, that they would have stuck to the original Maxon's ideals. I wish they would have kept people as their first, um, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, their first priority. Their first priority. That's the word I needed. Because, and... yeah, like, with Maxon the Second, they, um, they're so focused on technology and hoarding it that they, and, and this part is so, I, I can't decide if it's confusing or perplexing, mm-hmm. since they're very different, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, they stop really teaching history, mm-hmm. but their whole thing is they have the codex, and when I looked into the codex, it just kind of says it's the whole history of everything forever. So you would think, you know, they would still be like really like religiously like looking into the codex unless Mm -hmm. they have like one scribe write it down and then it's just like, oh, it's in the book. Close it. Put it on the shelf. We're good. Mm -hmm. Because like by 20, where am I in my notes? Like, between 2141 and 2150, like, the newer generations are already forgetting about the original Maxon and all the things he did and why he started the Brotherhood. Because they're not teaching history. Yeah, which is... And that's really fast to me, because it's not very long after, like, when everything originally started. And so, like, people like Max in the Second's age who were on the Exodus, like they should they should freaking know what happened, or at least to some extent. Mm-hmm. And they should be teaching like teaching their children that. Or, you know, Max in the Second, who was dragged across the at the time wasteland, should be teaching things. But I, it kinda just sounds like he doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Like maybe he didn't understand the gravity of his father's situation. Or, you know, maybe there's some, like, resentment, and he's just like, yeah, fuck my dad. <laughs> I mean, his mom did die. And yeah. So... Like, you know, and that is traumatic, and I, I will give you that. Mm-hmm. And maybe he does, maybe he blames his dad for that. That would feed into my whole story of maybe there's resentment towards his father in that aspect, because... Yeah. But, you know what? Like, if Maxon hadn't sent for his wife and... Ch- at least child, maybe children, Mm -hmm. then, like, she would have died anyways. Yeah. More than likely. You know, there's there's a case that she could have been okay, or Mm -hmm. maybe she would have just been ghoulified, but, like, 
they were at a basically hidden, well, it was a hidden military science base kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Look at me not know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> I loved it. It was great. That's, but, but yeah, that's like, what like, I'm going to name my future anyways. place. Hidden science base. Military yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. There, there's us a hashtag for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. All right, go but on. But yeah, Sorry. so he, he stops, you know, teaching history. The younger generations are forgetting what's going on. And, but he's not, he's not in charge for very long. Mm-hmm. Like, because in 2155, he's killed by the newly formed Vipers. Because he gets nicked by a poison arrow to the head. And I just wish it was the knee so I could make the whole arrow to the knee joke. Ah, damn. (laughs) Right? Like, I don't know if anyone else remembers the whole arrow to the knee phase of life, but God. Oh, I remember that. That's because it was good old Skyrim. I love Skyrim. (laughs) You know what? And, like, a lot of people who play Fallout play Skyrim, so a lot of people probably got that. So. Maybe. I'm hopeful. The joke didn't fly over everyone's head. Right? (laughs) But then he is replaced by his son, John Maxson, who would be Maxson the first's grandson. Yeah, it's not that far at all. Oh. Jump. Right? Because um, the original Maxson died in 35, Mm -hmm. and this is in 55, so this is only 20 years later. And... Yeah, like, fun fact, John Maxson has no idea what his de- his grandfather did or anything about the FEV experiments at Mariposa. And that's this is only, like, 20 years later. Well, the part where you find out is in 2161, because mm-hmm. you find that out in Fallout 1. And this is the, ex- the extent of my research yeah. <laughs> for this episode. But that's still six years after he becomes you know, in charge of this whole shebang. Mm-hmm. But he should have been able to, like, well, maybe maybe he was, like, real young when his his grandfather died. Because I would have thought that the original Maxon, you know, would have told his stories. Or maybe Maxon II, like, sheltered him from it. I don't know. But he yeah. has no idea. He doesn't know about the, the FEV experiments. He doesn't know about Mariposa. Yeah anything and i that's tragic i wonder if everyone just like was so traumatized that they just didn't speak of it you know what and that that makes sense because we have seen that kind of things in past generations ourselves where Mm. um like older generations there's just things that as a collective they don't talk about yeah yeah so it's very possible that they just didn't discuss it but yeah it's that's strange to me because you know part of them is part of them they preserve history and yeah so that's it's such an important thing you think they would you know have that written down multiple places even right exactly especially because the codex is such a big part of the brotherhood of still mm-hmm. and do like I said, is it just, like, written down and then put on a shelf and no one ever sees it again? Because, or, like, are you not allowed to actually look in the Codex? Like, I've got so many questions and I yeah. tried to look up the answers about the Codex and I got nothing. <laughs> Big yeah. old disappointment. Aww. Yeah, see, this is why uh, there need to be a series of books written about these fascinating characters that explain every little detail. So... <laughs> Right? For me to listen to on audiobook. So. (laughs) But, yeah. That is the origin of the Brotherhood of Steel. Dun, dun, dun. Had to do it one more time because we had that drinking game. (laughs) Exactly. Halfway through. Everyone is, like, good and drunk now. So. (laughs) Well, I'm aiming to get them hammered, so. No, don't let them get like. You hangovers. gotta take a shot for every done. So oh, three, three shots. shots. <laughs> three are you shots trying per... to get them drunk? Or are you trying to kill them? I said I was getting them hammered. Uh... <laughs> drink some water, people. Please drink water. Hydrate or dehydrate. <laughs> 
<laughs> now you know who the good influence of us was. Yeah. That was the good <laughs> kid. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Any more thoughts on this fascinating, confusing, horrifying subject? Roger Maxson the first was alright. Fuck Roger Maxson the second and fuck his son. Well, okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna say that yet. Because, yeah. like, like I said, I didn't go into the whole lore of John Maxson. So maybe he's fine. So I recant that statement. But fuck his I'll, son I, still. Or fuck Maxson the second. Yeah. <laughs> fuck him. We'll give John some leeway until we do further research. Yeah. So. <laughs> I as just, of now, just, yeah, I don't have an opinion, really. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know why I said to, you know, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> you just, than, like, you feel so strongly about the Brotherhood of Steel. It's just instinct for you. <laughs> exactly. And I, I'm trying to do better. It's okay. It's okay to hate the Brotherhood of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on these notes, make sure you drink plenty of water. And we'll also go to awkwardintrovertpod.fireside.fm and you can check out our social media. Like, we have the biggest following on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So you could hit hit us up there. Or you could hit us, hit us, oh my god, I can't talk now. You can hit us up on Facebook. We got mm-hmm. links to all the things, all the places, other places you could listen to this because obviously you're listening to it somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> you can share with your friends. Yeah. Or rate. Maybe like us. Send us a message. Leave a nice comment. Any of those say things. Say hey. Hey. We'll say hey girl right back at you. Or hey, hey man. Yeah. And Hey person. <laughs> I feel like there was something that we had talked about the last time we spoke, but I don't remember it now. Right? It's some, we're on episode 10. It's like, I can't remember exactly which episode that I said things about and what. Yeah. But I said the things and I mean the things. Fuck, I don't even remember most of the things I said this very day, so whatever. Right? And I, I don't remember <laughs> the things I said in the first recording of this. Yeah. So, That's that a nice thing. Works, but we have to re-record. Is like, I don't remember what I said. It's yeah. recorded. It can always be added as extra content later yeah. on. This is Tia's real feelings. Or maybe Oof. I've mellowed out in the last four days. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Something. I don't know. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we'll catch you later. Love ya. Love you. Bye. Bye.